Good afternoon, and welcome back to the Expansion of Consciousness. I'm your host, Jason Medlock. And I don't know if you watched the last show, but it was absolutely fabulous. Uh, we had really a lot of fun uh, just talking about different ways to grow your spirituality, different ways to use different modalities to increase um, your abundance, to increase increase um, the, the, the awareness that you've been looking for uh, in your life, uh, with your kids, um, in your business, you know, so we, we try to, you know, bring a variety of guests on the show who have worked in a number areas of spirituality, a number of different modalities, or who have just found something that have helped, that has helped them move past pain, trauma, um, uh, depression, and they share with the audience. And typically it is fantastic. So tonight we have C.K. Collins, uh, an award-winning um, publisher, owner of a hyper local publishing company, just a fabulous, fabulous uh, person uh, who's, you know, used traveling um, to uh, feel the appetite of her soul, uh, who's used it to, um, you know, embark on a new journey. But a little bit about C.J., uh, also known as Kelly, was an award-winning a publisher and owner of a hyperlocal publishing company in Nashville, Tennessee area. She sold her company and retired from the industry in 2021, believing that traveling feeds the soul and grows the heart and mind. Kelly embarked on a two-year travel sabbatical to write her book. Her travels include destinations such as Utah, the Grand Canyon in Arizona, Buenos Aires, Patagonia, Portugal, Spain, Italy, and a 30-day sailing rally from Los Angeles to Las Paz, Mexico. After experiencing significant loss over five years ago, Kelly was searching for a new life, her new joy and her new love. She chose to do the hard work to heal and found a new path to empowerment. She chose to swipe right for herself. And she did some dating too. <laughs> Without any further ado, we're gonna go ahead, go ahead and bring on CK, also known as Kelly. Hey there, CK. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on, Jason. No problem. No problem. You know, I, I had fun reading your bio, and at the at the end of it, dating did some dating too. Now that's <laughs> so all over the world. <laughs> all over the world. And the fact that you've traveled and you found your soul's purpose. Um, and, you know, fueling that by traveling, I think that's absolutely wonderful. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it, it was definitely, um, a crazy thing I did. I, I, that's what I call it in my book, the crazy thing I did, you know, I sold my house, I gave away everything and just took this chance on myself and literally traveled the world and, um, just tried to learn everywhere I went. I tried to experience culturally everything, that existed where I went and just tried to learn from the people because every culture has different things going on, you know, whether it's spiritually or economically or um, religiously, um, there's just so much to learn from uh, people if you'll just go there and open up. Okay. So, you know, we're going to have to go back because <laughs> the, the, the number of places you've traveled and describing how you just sort of offloaded things that were material. Let's talk about what led up to that moment 
And what were you thinking and how are you feeling and what, what happened? Well, in 2017, um, it became, <laughs> well, I, I got the knowledge that there had been a betrayal in my marriage. And right. so I, you know, had to make some tough decisions and I decided to, um, get divorced and I traveled, uh, for about a 500 mile hike in Spain. And that's called the Camino de Santiago. And that's really what opened my mind to traveling solo. And when I came back, well, while I was there in Spain, I decided to sell my business. And so when I came back, I had gone through a lot of spiritual awakenings on the Camino. So I'm always happy to talk about that. But when I came back, I sold the business and I had to stay for three years. And at, at, so the whole time during those three years, I was dreaming big and um, and it was a gradual process. But my, luckily, my brother was my financial advisor. So I kind of gave him this inkling that I might do the crazy thing. And I just walked into his office. I made an appointment and I said, so what if I sell my house and I give away everything and I just travel? And so he helped me figure it out. <laughs> wow. You know, divorce is hard. Um, yeah. And it you know, it sounds like it got you really stuck. So what things did you do to get unstuck? I mean, because you started to travel. And so what happened? Well, that first hike, that the Camino de Santiago, which is a very spiritual hike, it's actually called a pilgrimage. Um, that was an, an awakening for me. And I met a lot of people from all over the world, South Africa, um, Australia, different places in America, Sweden, uh, you know, Germany. I, and they, it's just a really amazing thing when you're on that path, because everybody else there is also in search mode. They're all mm -hmm. there to try to answer some kind of question. And so you just something just comes over you, you know, and you just instinctually know how to open up yourself, but also how to make space for someone. That's really where I learned to make space for someone else so that they could share. Wow. And yes, I learned when they gave me advice, but I really learned the most when I made space for someone else and they shared their story because- wow. Stories are how I, I believe human beings learn the best. You know, hmm. it's not about you should do this and you should do that. Giving advice is, you know, <laughs> it is what it's worth. It's someone's opinion. But um, when you listen to someone's story who's been through what you've been through or has been through worse <laughs> and has come through it on the other side, then that's when you, I felt like I learned the deepest and I guess I'm a storyteller at heart. And so maybe not everybody learns that way, but that was super impactful to me was just to learn how to do that, how to be there for someone else and how it benefits you. Yeah. You know, divorce is pretty prevalent in our society and difficult for kids and difficult for both the spouse. I mean, both, you know, both people in the marriage. So I, I definitely get it. And I know there's a lot of healing involved when you do actually make that decision. And um, it's just one of those things that you try to get, get, get by and you, you know, you, you try to do your best. Um, I've been through that situation. So I, so I, I do understand that. So you're out here traveling and you're going to 
all these different places, tra- learning how to travel along, which brings peace within itself. Yes. You know, you're able to just uh, work within. How did you prepare to travel? Were there, were, there, were, there any, was there anything in particular you did? For the Camino, I, I did train quite a bit. I trained for about mm-hmm. four months and I, I, I'm really glad I did it this way. You know, in hindsight, it's always great in hindsight, but I ended up just putting together a group of friends and I would hike with different people on different days. And again, you know, I didn't realize what was happening, but they were making space for me to tell my story. And so I was already healing before I even left for Spain because all of these people, I mean, I called it my walking therapy. (laughs) So, you know, and so they're, they're all helping me. And I think part of the whole divorce thing is you get stuck and you can't really figure out why. Yes, it hurts. But what is it that hurts? And what was my part in this? And boy, coming to coming to grips with what was my part in this and um, talking that through. But, you know, it, and all of all of that leads, you know, um, up to the book where I talk about anger and pain and forgiveness and um, self-love. You know, I, I really believe I. I was just such a different person five years ago. It's hard, it's hard to believe I'm <laughs> sitting here saying all these things, but, you know, learning to love yourself after going through something really difficult like that, you know, first you beat yourself up now you're in denial and then you're mad, mad at them. Then you're mad at yourself. And then, you know, you eventually have to get to where everybody's forgiven. I, I forgive myself and I yeah. forgive other parties involved. And yes, forgiveness is big. And once we can, um, you know, move back and relive or understand our hurt or pain and come to grips with it and um, give everything to source. Uh, typically, once you, oh, you know, you wash yourself in, in purple fire or lavender. I've read the uh, 12 Archangel book with Elizabeth Womack, and she talks about all the healing, uh, all the hurt uh, and bathing in bathing in purple light things like that. So all this is interesting to me. And you chose traveling as your method of healing. Yeah. Tell us about that. I think because of the Camino and the experience I had then, I I mean, I I felt the angels. I reconnected with the Mm -hmm. higher being and I literally got, you know, had physical um, connections with some kind of spiritual being. And I was just trying, so curious about that during and after. <laughs> well, you know, I- we want to know, we want to know more. We wanna, don't go surface. We want to, we want to, we want more information on that because we love to hear about things like that. Yeah. Well, I think I, I connected with a group of people and on the Camino, when you connect with people, they call it the Camino family. Okay. And I, and after a couple of weeks of, of walking with them and we would walk by ourselves during the day, but we would always hang out at night. You know, it was, it was, everybody has a different way that they prefer to hike. And, um, one day I was like, I want to, or the night before I said, tomorrow I need to walk by myself. I'm, I'm having, I'm having fun, but I came here to get some work done. (laughs) And so, uh, yeah, stop having fun. And, um, so I, I left the hostel and I realized I had forgotten to fill up my water bottle. Well, this is one of the days where you have about eight hours with no access to water. 
So I had to turn around and go back. And then I saw my Camino family and they were leaving. And I was like, I had left like 30 minutes before so that I could not, so I could be by myself. And um, so I'm kind of frustrated and I'm grumpy and I'm, I'm not normally grumpy. So everybody was kind of laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to, what happened to chirpy, you know, funny Kelly. And um, so I get down the road away from them and I am in feel sorry for myself mode. And I am, why doesn't he love me? Why did this have to happen? Why me? Why me? Why me? Right. But, the, but the, the big question that I was literally asking the universe now that I think about it, now that I understand what I understand, um, I was saying, why doesn't he love me? And I'm walking by myself. There's nobody within 50 yards of me. I have a 20 pound backpack on. And I feel this poke in the middle of my back. Now, not only could no, nobody could even get to my back because <laughs> there's a big backpack, but there wasn't anybody around me. And I'm just, I just was looking around. It was kind of frightening. Yes. And, and I, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I heard, he does love you. He does love you. He does love you three times. And and of course I was like, no, he doesn't. <laughs> and I got, I got just over, I just over was overcome. I started crying. I'm just bent over, uh, you know, with my hands on my knees and my friends caught up with me and they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, something weird just happened, mm. but I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. And they're like, okay, well, you know, so one of them stayed behind me. They were freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> one of them went ahead of me. And I'm walking again and, you know, um, I had another question and I didn't, I didn't mean, I didn't do it on purpose, but I kind of went through that same process and I, and then I got, I got poked again. So I, I call these the pokes, but it happened three times that day. And um, the second one was, I, I, I don't want to lose my in-laws. I love my in-laws. They're, yeah. they're my parents. I'd, I'd been married for 31 years and two years before that, I, they were my people, you know, and um, they had lost their only daughter. And so I think, you know, we were really close and I kept thinking, I, I, I don't want to lose them. Am I going to lose them? Am I going to lose them? And, and uh, I got poked again and it was, they love you. They love you. <laughs> oh, they wow. Love you. And, um, and then the third one was about my kids, <laughs> but yeah, it was just, it was my first real, um, you know, pokey on the back experience, <laughs> but wow. it, it was so real and it was so beautiful. And I came home just so curious, you know, and what is, and my one friend said, it's a spiritual guide. My mom said, it's the Holy spirit. My other yeah. friend said, it's an angel, you know? And so I just, I said, I think it's all of those. I think they're all one. I mean, I, I, I think a lot of us call the same thing, different words. Yes. So meditation can be prayer. Prayer can be meditation. You know, I think that I say that all the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how it is for me. And, it, you know, I think we just all use different words and different methodology, but to me, what prayer and meditation are, are connecting with my subconscious and connecting, which is how you connect to the universe. And, um, I still am learning so much. I feel like every day I used to hate self-help books and now I just feel like I read them all day, every day. And, and, and you can't get enough of it, huh, Kelly? 
no, I swear. It's and like I have all these references spaghetti. in my book and I'm trying to <laughs> small and you know it's just <laughs> you know it's like drinking your favorite cup of coffee or eating spaghetti or your favorite food it's just you know once you are on that path of right. of knowledge and understanding and understanding that you yourself can do anything that you want to do or be anything you want to be that's an awesome feeling to know that it's it's like water it's like you need i need it like water um, it, it is so essential to me now. And so, you know, I learned that on the Camino. And so that spoke to everything I did going forward. And so when I started, when I decided to take the sabbatical, I'm, I'm seeking again, I want these connecting with the universe experiences. I want to feel that poke. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, you know, I, it, there were certain parts of the divorce that I got over more quickly and there were parts that I didn't, but I definitely started dating too soon and I didn't work on myself as much as I could have. And I, and, um, but when I, when I wrote this book, it was in really out of gratitude for all of the advice that had been given to me and all of my, I write about signs and perspective and, mm -hmm. um, and, and it was all of these women that I interview in the book. It's the culmination of them got me to where I am right now. It, sure. you know, it's, it was, it was a, an amazing gradual experience. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to get to your book, but I, I'm still fascinated <laughs> by the circle of friends um, that you, that you, that you had that helped you through this. And when you said a minute ago, you interviewed them or, you know, I was like, okay, okay. I know that was fun. So were they, were they ever nervous about you interviewing them? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> talking about like these very open revealing, you know, uh, you know, revealing topics. Yeah. I mean, and you know, because I'm good. I mean, so three of them I met on the Camino. Uh -huh. So, you know, we had that tight, knit bond where we just pilgrims just immediately trust each other. It's, it's just an incredible thing, you know, and so, and one person was, I've been friends with her since middle school and some of them I was soccer moms with, and some of them were my neighbors. And these are all conversations we'd had before because they helped me. And so, you know, every chapter is a piece of advice that they gave me, but for them to trust me enough because what I did was ask them to tell their story, how they learned the piece of advice. Mm. And some of it is just so deeply personal. And I promised them anonymity and I, and they have it. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a complete honor. And um, I, I'm, I will always be forever grateful that they trusted me like that because I really think it's going to help people. It is, it already is helping people. I've had great feedback, but. Wow. Okay. So I want you to talk about um, this young lady uh, right here. Just let me know if you know her or not. And <laughs> give us a good, uh, thorough swipe of your website uh, where the uh, uh, best selling book, uh, Swipe Right, is. We're going to get into the book and we're we'll going to talk about it. But talk to us about uh, this book and what should um, people who come to your website. What should they expect to see? The website is, I mean, there's my bio is there and talks about, you know, my publishing days and that I have three daughters and um, all that personal stuff. But there's also a whole page of references. So there's, I think, 15 different books 
that my friends reference in our interviews. And so I wanted to make sure that people knew what those were. And then there's also um, a, a few that I have done myself, different workshops about manifestation and, and calling in the one. And so there's all of these, you know, some of them are really analytical and some of them are really woo woo, as I like to say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's that. There's also um, under references, there's a drop down for a a free tip sheet that I created called um, 10 ways to get unstuck. And that's free for anybody. If they go to that page, um, they can, download that. And there's, it's really a lot of practical things in there, you know, create a vision board, have a self-love mantra, meditate. Um, It's practical things, but if you pull them all together and you, you, or you pick five, whatever you want to do, but if you start pulling all these things together, I believe you become very centered. And so that's why I did the 10 ways, because I think when you're stuck, you, it's, it's hard to focus on yourself. It's hard to focus on the good stuff in life. And so that's why I I did that. So you don't really have to buy my book. I mean, there's a lot more in the book, but I wanted to have a free resource for people who maybe wanted to do a little less reading or, um, you know, can't afford a book, whatever. You know, I just wanted to have that for people. So so one second, we're going to do a quick reset. You're listening to the expansion of consciousness. I'm your host, Jason Medlock, and we have CK Collins here, better known, also known as Kelly. And we're talking about swipe right. Um, go visit www.ckcollins.co, www.ckcollins.co, and look at some of the wonderful tools she's put together uh, for people who are stuck, uh, for people who've gone through things, uh, for uh, in particular, uh, divorce. And CK talks about her experiences. She interviews women uh, that are, you know, uh, dealing with maybe a number of things. And she's going to get into that a little bit. So I want to give that reset, C- uh, CK. And um, now, 10 ways to get unstuck. Um, I'm sure there are fabulous, fabulous ways uh, that you're uh, explaining in, in the book, but swipe right. <laughs> and that's what I've been. The, the name is awesome. Thank you. <laughs> it's, uh, it really is. And it's very intriguing. Um, yeah, you were a publisher before, so we know <laughs> you know how to name these books. So talk about Swipe uh, Right. And where did you get the name from? How'd you come up with that one? <laughs> well, Swiping right is a mm-hmm. kind of a term that came from dating apps. So if you swipe right on someone's picture, you choose them. And so you swipe left, you don't choose them. And so the original name of the book was Swiping Right After 50. And I thought I was going to end up talking more about dating. But when I got into writing and telling what I thought was important, it really became about swiping right for yourself. You know, if you choose yourself first and you do the work first and you swipe right for yourself, then you're going to be so much happier when you start dating. You're going to be so much more dateable. <laughs> Someone is going, you know, I, I, on dating, I'm still on dating apps and I see somebody like, I hope you've done your work. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I can say I have now, but I, you know, I didn't know. I jumped right into starting dating and I, I'm just kind of 
you know, letting people know, I, I think it's better if you work on yourself. Yes. And um, so that's what the whole swipe right effect is. If, if you'll choose yourself, then the effect is going to be that you're unstuck and you're happy and you're centered and you're focused. And then you can really focus on your person when you find them. So what sets the swipe right effect apart from other um, modalities or training, I mean, or, or self-help books or anything like that? Well, I think it's none of us are. Well, one of us is a master of divinity, but <laughs> none of us are <laughs> doctors. None of us are therapists. We're real right. people. And, you know, the more and more I talk about the book, the more and more I realize this is really about friendship. And it's friends sitting down, having coffee, talking about real life. And we, we all wanted to share our stories so that if someone else is in any of these 10 or 11 situations, they can relate to it and they have some sort of advice or guidance hmm. where to go. A lot of people don't trust doctors, psychologists, psychiatrists, therapists, or they don't have the money to go. You know, I, I've, I've been in that situation before and it's, it's hard, you know, you need help, but you don't know what to do. And yes, I also know that all of, you know, these are 10 women from all over the world and they have different perspectives than we do. And I think, I think that it's really interesting um, in that way also, because so it's, I think what makes it different is that I interview these people and that we're talking friend to friend. And I hope that people can relate to it and that they can find some sort of healing as they read it. So Kelly, what are your, what are your hopes for this book? And I, and I have a book coming out as well. You do. Um, it's written and uh, I'm just trying to figure out uh, the next step. Um, it should be the summer. Uh, okay. it's, been, it's been edited a few times. It's ready to go. It's called the expansion of consciousness, the infinite abilities we possess from within. So I pretty much know why, you know, and why I hope to write I mean, my hopes for the book and why I wrote it. What are your hopes for this book? I have big hopes and dreams for this book. Yes. I think that so many people are stuck right now. And especially mm -hmm. after COVID, you know, and COVID is one of the reasons I've, you know, sold my house and gave away everything that I saw, you know, life is short. And then I lost a friend at 60 years of age, yeah, super healthy. And, and, um, you see life is short. And I, I want people to pick up this book, read it and go forward. You know, it's so sad when people stay stuck for 10 years. One of my friends, Tanya in the book was stuck for 10 years. You know, none of us want that for any of our friends. None of us want that for anybody we care about. Um, I don't want it for anybody. And so if, if the book can help people just start to, I mean, it's, you know, it, the book builds, it's really pretty simple in the beginning you know, create a vision statement for yourself, create a vision board. Some people scoff at that and think it's kind of woo woo or weird or whatever. But no, it's absolutely a great concept. It is a, yeah, My sister so does it every year, every year she does it. She's been doing it for what seven years and we, we love it every year around Christmas time. She does a vision board party. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I, and I started going to those too. And that man, is that fun? Yes. But it started on the Camino. My friend said, have you done a vision board? It's her, um, what's her name in the book? Brandy. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> has a, an anonymous, uh, you know, nickname in the book. Right. But um, 
so she asked me, you know, have you ever done vision board? And I said, no. And I said, well, you know, I don't have a cork board in my backpack, so I don't know how I'm going to do a vision board. And she said, use words, you know, open the, your notes app on your phone and start writing down things that you love. And can you write down five things that you love to do? Five things that you want for yourself. And that's how I started doing vision boards was just with words. And now, so. now I see how they started coaching you now, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <That's> number one. <laughs> you know, vision, you know, it, it, it's interesting. You said that because, uh, this, this, uh, year, this past year, this past December was our first, first year doing the vision board without paper. We did it all digital on our cell phones and on our iPads. Isn't that cool? And oh. I didn't really know. You can go to Canva. You know, Canva, the, the app where they, you know. Oh, I use saying. it for everything. <laughs> I use it for everything, too. But you can go on Canva, and if you type in vision board, pops up all kind of templates. So we were getting those templates, and then we were using Adobe and a lot of other the software, uh, the, the, the streaming uh, apps that well, you can go find photos or what have you, and we oh, did yeah. it that way. Yeah, Canva is amazing. There's there's all kinds of apps that do it. There's one that's actually called Vision Board App. <laughs> yes. And um, another thing, another creative way to do it. I had a um, a life coach when I retired and took off to do this. I kind of we all have coaches. <laughs> I needed one. <laughs> Somebody else is a coach around here. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I have a coach. I'm a coach and I have a coach. <laughs> yep. And I so I hired her, and she said. You know, it's that time. It's time for you to do a vision board. And she said, but I now that, you know, you're full time writer instead of, you know, hiring writers as a publisher, she said, I want you to write your story. I want you to write your um, your happiness story. You know, you're falling in love or you're whatever you want to happen. And I dreaded it. I dreaded writing that thing because I was like, I don't know. It seems like kind of committal to me. I don't know. <laughs> And I started writing and it, I could it, I could have turned it into a romance novel because <laughs> I was so in love in that story and I can't wait to meet him. <laughs> but it was just, you know, it's just a different way to do it. There's so many different ways to do it. And it doesn't have to be a poster board or a cork board. I mean, I love that it's gone digital. But you know why I love that? Because I can take it with me everywhere. Yes, it's you know, always there for a, a moment sitting in line waiting at the bank, a moment sitting in a park by yourself. You know, you yeah. can add to it. You can take away. We always have our phones. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful concept. You know, and we and we're on the subject of books and vision boards. And Kelly, I love books. And, you know, I didn't like books as much uh, in my middle years when I was hanging out, having fun, you know, you know, but then. I started to just couldn't live without books, ebooks. I'm reading three books uh, at, at at one time. It's it's amazing. Um, the the as you start reading these books and just in numbers, in how your knowledge just opens up. And then my question to you is: I know you read a lot of books. What is your favorite book? Oh gosh. Well, I would say my favorite book of all time is *Pride and Prejudice* by Jane Austen. Okay. Um, it's fiction and I just love how she, how she creates a scene. You know, I can just visualize the room and the way the people are dressed. And I love how people talk to each other in that mm -hmm. book, you know, and it's back in the 1800s. And so it's, 
it's very proper, but there's all this hidden meaning behind everything people say. So it's fascinating to me. Plus, I just love historic fiction. Not that that is, but, and then I would, I'm, I really love as far as self-help goes. I do too. I love the secret. <laughs> you know, I, I, I found a lot of ways I connected with the secret. I just finished the magic, which is a sequel to that which has a 28 day gratitude practice into in it. And I'm reading think and grow rich right now about, and four other things. <laughs> the secret, uh, no, Kelly, the secret changed my life. Me and, too. You know, Save me. It, it, it changed my life. And my, my sister, I started watching the secret maybe when I graduated college mm -hmm. um, or, or maybe in my middle thirties, I, I believe mm -hmm. maybe sooner than that, but I watched it and I'm like, Oh, okay. And I didn't watch it again for another three years. And I watched mm -hmm. it and I finally got back into that whole, you know, spirituality thing. Yeah. And I watched it again and I said, oh, wow. I started practicing the law of attraction and mm -hmm. I could not believe it, Kelly. I could not believe that it works. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> it's shocking, but it's just so beautiful. Like it's yes. shockingly beautiful, I guess is how I should say it. Yes. Yeah. And that's how I was first exposed to the vision board there too. Yes. And, and I talk about it so much in my book because it's like manifestation, manifesting, you know, I talk about it, not, not necessarily the, the book, the secret, but all the lessons I learned from it. And I would say the most important lesson I learned was, and I talk about, I'm trying to, I, I can, I think it's the anger. I'm talking to my friend Loretta and I'm staying with her. I'm visiting, I'm driving through, I'm on a long trip and I stop and stay at her house. And she tells me she can see I'm still angry. And I said, I know I'm not. I'm not angry at all. I'm happy. I've been traveling for a year. I'm, I'm just like happy as a clam. And I said, now I feel pain when I think of certain things. And she said, well, you know, all right, you call it pain. I'm going to call it anger. And I said, okay, fine. You call it anger. <laughs> and we're walking, you know, we had had a long talk the night before and we're walking the next morning. And, and she says, have you forgiven him? And I said, yes, I have. She says, can you say that you want them to be happy? And I said, no, <laughs> I cannot. And we kept walking and, and she said, you know, you have to get to the point where you can say that you forgive them and you release them. And I was like, well, you know, I, I have, I have forgiven him. I guess, I haven't forgiven her. And, you know, we, we just walked through this whole thing. And she said to me, Kelly, your anger and your pain are not hurting them. It's only hurting you. It's like a boomerang and you're throwing it out there into the universe and it's coming right back and hurting you. You're not hurting anybody else by hanging on to it. Right. And you have to let this bad energy out of your body so that that Kelly energy can come back in. You always had this amazing energy. You're always so positive. And it, that's being dampened by this pain that you're, you know, unwittingly, unknowingly hanging on to. But she could see it and I couldn't. Yes. And so she said, I will buy it. You have to, you have to drive from Maryland to Boston. I will pay for the secret. I want you to listen to it. That should be enough time to listen to the whole book on audio in your car. And I said, I think I already have it on my phone. 
<laughs> and she goes, will you listen to it? We promise me. And she sat there like, she almost made me pinkies wear, but, and I did. And I, it changed that drive and that book and that woman changed my life because I actually understood from, from, it started with what she said and I listened to the whole book and you know, I feel like I'm just now starting to understand the rest of the book. I, I got the forgiveness. I got the, you know, how I need, how I need to do things in my life to attract the people in my life that I want. And I feel like I'm just now kind of getting to the financial part of it and trying to understand all that, which is why I'm reading Think and Grow Rich, because that was another thing Loretta told me to read. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that, I feel like that saved my life. Okay. So now it's my turn. <laughs> Do it. Uh, uh, um, out of out of body experiences, Doctor Bob Monroe. Um, I absolutely love the Twelve Archangels uh, by Elizabeth Womack. That is a wonderful, beautiful book that talks about um, how God created the stars and, and Earth, wow. the role of the archangels and the way they play, uh, the, the way they played the role of developing humanity and. I cannot forget Dolores Cannon, convoluted universe, uh, five lives remembered. Uh, I was so inspired by Dolores Cannon that I became a QHHT practitioner, uh, hypno, uh, quantum healing hypnosis. Um, the, some of the mo most fabulous writing and explanation of why we're here and what our, what, what we're here for. Um, it's just absolutely wonderful. But what I want to ask you is, Okay, so you're you're a professional writer. This is what you do. What are your plans uh, going forward for more books? Well, I want to create some more um, helpful products out of this. And there's empowerment practices, things like making a vision board and self-love mantra and things like that. They're in every chapter. I call them empowerment practices. So I, I want to turn that into something really practical, like a workbook that people can journal in. And so I'm, I'm working on that right now. And then I also want to develop basically a ready 24 seven, whenever you need it, whenever you want it, um, kind of webinar series where somebody can, you know, hear me talk about the interviews and um, the healing practices that everybody advised me on and, you know, basically sharing the advice in a storytelling kind of manner and, and backing it up with some, also with some, you know, some facts <laughs> like the law of physics for the law of attraction kind of thing. And then I have four more books that I want to write and they all have the word effect in them, like the swipe right effect. And the next one is the traveling effect. And that's about solo travel and all of the healing that can come from taking that time by yourself and, and traveling to places where you're challenged in different ways than you would be in your everyday life. That is absolutely awesome. And I feel the same way you do. I'm not a full-time um, author, but I think that that's a excellent way uh, to express yourself, to help others. Um, you know, just like your book, my book is full of um, self-help strategies, but mainly exploring every modality and, you know, what I did to learn it, how did it feel, what did it do for me, and how I know it can help you. So it's it's just wonderful once you get in that, that rhythm of 
of writing what's on your heart. Mm. But then you have to ask yourself, and I know a lot of people don't do this, is it really me writing? <laughs> or is it being beamed in to my consciousness? Is my because we know our consciousness is beamed in. So is it is it is it me, the avatar, or is it me the spirit in the divine pumping this data in me so that I can, you know, um, you know, put this information out for the world? And that's always interesting to to have that kind of thought process and, and, and figure right. out who, who's doing this. Yeah, I have I I can't explain it. I know I've been working really hard to understand how my subconscious works and mm. Um, I'm reading <laughs> the other three books I'm reading are about that. And, um, the subconscious mind, the subconscious mind. And, and I have described to many people, and I was just talking about this earlier today with, with three friends. I feel like this book came through me. Like yes. I am the vessel. I am not, um, I am the author <laughs> and it's because somebody has to claim it in the earthly presence here, but, I, I do feel like it was a holy gift. You know, I think it was very sacred moments that I had with my friends. And um, I feel like I was divinely connected with all of these people. And did we all know that when we met, we would end up having this experience together? No, but um, I do believe that they're all special people and whatever's going on in their subconscious is obviously connecting with mine. And we were able to pull this together. I, I have such high hopes and dreams for this book because I want people to heal. I don't want people sitting around stuck. And I think that's why it came through me was because I was so stuck. I can speak to it. I, I can. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I, th I, I really well, I love it. You, I, you know, love <laughs> I, I love it. You know, we're running almost running out of time here and we, because we can do another show about just the subconscious mind. Do period. It. I've done a lot of research, a lot of studies. And what I do mainly uh, with remote viewing, uh, with using uh, hypnotherapy, with using quantum healing hypnosis, um, is in, 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 in uh, using uh, penal gland techniques because I teach uh, activating the penal gland centers around the subconscious mind, all of those techniques and how to access it and how to receive messages from the conscious mind or the subconscious mind, how to differentiate who's actually speaking to you. So we could go on and on about that. Um, <laughs> I, know, I know I can. Exactly. So before we leave tonight, is there anything you want to share with the audience? Uh, a last piece of advice. I can tell you this. I will be buying the book uh, for my sisters um, and I'm going to get one for me too. Uh, I want you guys to go out there and, and, and support um, CK also known as Kelly, support her. And let me put the website back up, um, www.ckcollins.co, www.ckcollins.co. And there's a number of us who are stuck. And I think this can help. But go ahead, CJ. I mean, uh, CK. <laughs> I think, um, I and I say this as often as I can, and this is in the preface of the book. You out there, every, every one of you, <laughs> <laughs> have the power yes. and the, and you need to take it back. If you're sitting there saying, I don't, I can't do this. I don't know what to do. I'm lost. I'm stuck. I'm this, I'm that. You have the power and trust me on that. But the power is in your choice. 
It, it's not like you need some holy power or some uh, psychological power. The power is in your choice. Once you choose to, and you decide that you want to feel better and you, then you start pulling the better things to you, your heart can start healing. But as long to, to not make a decision to get better is a decision. Hmm. And you Absolutely. have, you have the power. We all have the power. It was given to us by the universe divinely. We were born with it and we will always have it until the moment that we die. We have power and it's in the choice. It's in your belief in yourself. It's in all of these things, but that's, that's why I ask in the preface, I want you to choose yourself swipe right for yourself. I love it. You can do this. I love it. Okay. All right. Okay. So we're going to move you to the back office and I'll be back there in a second. I'm going to wrap it up and you hang tight. We have the power and we have to learn to utilize it. Our avatars may die, but our spirits live on. We are eternal. We have gifts that are right within you. Right within you. And only thing it takes is quiet time, being quiet, being peaceful, being in meditation, knowing the difference between the conscious mind, which is probably me talking right now, and the subconscious mind. Knowing the difference when they speak to you is very, very important. And you can only know that, you can only achieve that by moving within and spending a number, a number of days and weeks meditating, being at peace, taking hikes, doing things that calm you and you're able to tap in. I'm just so happy that Kelly came on and to share Swipe Right um, you know, for women uh, and mainly for anyone who has experienced being stuck. I encourage you to go out, go purchase her book, go to her website, and maybe there's something there that can help you move yourself to the next level. What a fabulous, fabulous, fabulous guest. And I'm so glad she came on. Just a, a twist, a new conversation, books, reading, taking your consciousness to another level. This is what it's about. I'm going to leave you with three things. Relax, trust, and discover. Thank you for listening to the Expansion of Consciousness, and good night.